Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host, Corey Lynn of Corey Stiggs. How you doing, Corey? Doing pretty good. How about you? Doing all right. Had a nice long weekend for the 4th of July weekend. Did you have an okay 4th of July? I know that there was a lot of personal things going on, but did you get to celebrate at all? Uh, No, I actually worked through the entire holiday. I was uh, working on this big report um, having to do with the whole wonderful Supreme Court EP, uh, ruling over the EPA. So no, I was up every night till about six in the morning. Wow. <laughs> Working on this report, which I still do not have done, but we can go over the broad strokes and uh, I'll have that out. Um, well, there's, there's, yeah, I have to go to a funeral tonight, but I have uh, some things I have to take care of and then I'll get the rest of the report done and get that rolled out as soon as possible because it's complex, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. And we may be able to touch on some aspects of it since we're going to be talking about the Netherlands farmer protest, which is linked to the whole climate change agenda. Also, Boris Johnson just resigned, along with many of his uh, cabinet officials resigning. Uh, We're going to talk about Biden siphoning off our strategic oil supply to China and the Texas County leaders declaring an invasion, as well as the Georgia Guidestones being leveled this week so (laughs) it's been an interesting week so far yeah it has yeah so let's get into this whole um dutch farmers and and the protests um so the dutch government recently passed sweeping new climate regulations that are going to result in more than a third of farmers losing their businesses now imagine the what a reduction of a third of farmers will do to the food supply right (sighs) lord Right. So the plan is to reduce by a third the number of pigs, cows, and chickens. Now, if you had any doubts at this point that they're trying to create a food crisis, this should settle it. I mean, this has nothing to do with Putin. And these are new energy mandates. I'm, I'm curious to hear more about this based on all the research I've been digging into. Yeah, I definitely think it's uh, connected in a lot of ways to this article that you're working on right now um, on the Supreme Court ruling of the EPA and what they were trying to accomplish through the EPA with certain climate regulations. But yes, so let me talk just a little bit of backstory here. The the prime minister of uh, the Netherlands, he has been a World Economic Forum contributor. He was appointed by the UN Secretary General. Sorry, commercial there. Uh, (laughs) He was appointed by the UN Secretary General and the World Bank President um, to to high positions on panels to achieve the 2030 agenda. He's, you know, Klaus Schwab gave Um, a Global Citizens Award in 2019 to this guy. And he was called out by a member of parliament for sending Klaus Schwab a glowing letter thanking Klaus Schwab for sending him a copy of the COVID-19 Great Reset book and then lying about it. So this (laughs) Dutch prime prime minister, he's in tight with Trudeau. Um, He's 100% a globalist. And he's ushering in this great reset at the peril of his own people and their food security. Uh, yeah, so it's like it, they're all trying to do everywhere. Exactly, exactly. So the farmers are acting in solidarity and solidarity and 
much the same way that the Canadian yeah, truckers it looks did. Like, it looks like Woodstock, but with yeah. truckers. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Yeah. Or like the truckers um, events um, uh, in Canada <laughs> when they were doing the vaccine mandates. But the Dutch government, um, even so, they, they've been doing a lot of these um, blockades. The, the farmers are acting in solidarity. They're acting the same way the Canadian truckers did. They've been setting up these blockades everywhere. And um, the Dutch government even took some tactics from the Canadians and from the U.S. corrupt police state playbook um, by infiltrating using undercover agents to infiltrate the protests, agitate them to commit violent acts in order to justify heavy-handed government response. And the infiltrators were spotted and cast out, you can see here in this video. Mm -hmm. So the standoff is getting pretty heated. Um, as of this week, there was some new information. A 16-year-old um, boy was driving one of the tractors uh, at one of the blockades and um it looks like that the police shot at him um it didn't um hit him it hit the tractor and then they took this kid into custody it appears that the boy was actually swerving to flee to avoid the officers when they opened fire on him mm. Mm. yeah yeah here they are uh, opening fire on that tractor good yeah. lord yeah so but since the um since the these idiots it's their food supply what the hell are they thinking right <laughs> they, sh they should be with the farmers exactly but they're just following orders of course like just as we saw in canada so um since the farmers protests and the blockades and these you know new climate mandates that are imposed on the farming community many of these grocery stores are now empty and this is really just the beginning of what to expect if the Dutch government shuts down a third of the farming production. Wow. Yeah. And That's I awful. Yeah, it is awful. And it, it, it's really a window into our future if we allow this kind of stuff to happen to, in America, which is what they're planning. <laughs> and we know that. So what are these energy mandates? Because I haven't had a chance to look at that because I've been in deep research and writing on my report over here of what's going on with our whole energy situation and yeah mandate. it has to do with nitrogen pollution they're trying to eliminate the nitrogen level uh, of pollution and um they're targeting farming um to do that they are actually this is looks to be a, a land grab really uh because the dutch government wants to buy out these farmers Okay, mm. in order to reduce the levels of nitrogen, right? But that's just a reason, that's just a justification. We know that they're really just, it's a land grab. And right. in my opinion, um, I think they plan to seize the land following these protests just in the same way that the Canadian government tried to seize assets of the truckers, right? You know, I don't remember exactly where they rank, but I do recall when I was digging into just the food industry, various stats and information a while back that the Netherlands is pretty high up there as far as um, food, you know, food for being a food producer. Pretty oh, big yes, they producer. are. Yeah, absolutely. They are. This isn't just going to affect the Netherlands. This is going to have a ripple effect around the world and contribute to this food shortage, food crisis that they are creating. 
And uh, yeah, it, it's it's criminal. Mm. It's yeah, absolutely it criminal what's happening. Yeah. Oh. So rooting for the um, the farmers in the Netherlands. I mean, I'm just really happy to see this level of um, you know popular uprising against um, this kind of global tyranny um, happening over there. Um, that is going to affect all of us. So are they telling them, okay, so you say it's nitrogen, but do you know like what exactly they're telling them that are they saying, Hey, you have to stop farming entirely right now, or you can only farm this, you know, grow these types of crops, or do you know what kind of specific mandates they're saying? I, I don't know the specifics on the mandates. I simply know that it has to do with the nitrogen levels and um, with those nitrogen levels, um, they're targeting the farming industry and specifically, one one thing I do specifically know is that they're trying to reduce the number of pigs, cows, and chickens in the country. So, huh. yeah, of course, by a third, reduce them by a third. That's insanity. Yeah, insanity. Absolute insanity. Yeah. So um, while there's chaos going on in the Netherlands, there's another big shakeup happening. Um, this just came out today as we're recording that Boris Johnson has officially submitted his resignation following a host of his cabinet members resigning and calling for his resignation and this is pretty stunning um yeah this, i didn't know this <laughs> yeah this is this is new so um this comes after um some scandals like the partying uh while the rest of everybody uh, of the public was locked down and the latest scandal apparently is that Boris Johnson appointed a politician who's now been accused of sexual misconduct. It's always a sexual misconduct accusation, right? Right. right. So these scandals aren't good. I'm not going to even get into, you know, the legitimacy of, uh, of them because I don't know all the details, quite frankly, but it just doesn't right. seem, it just seems like there's a lot, lot, lot more going on here. Well, yeah. And who's going to replace them? Exactly. For these mass resignations, including Johnson. I mean, England is in worse economic shape than the U.S., in my opinion, um, they've committed uh, billions to Ukraine, to the Ukraine war, and to the climate hoax agenda. Um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what direction the conservative conservative party goes um, following this. So there's a number of people who are um, possible candidates of who may take his place, uh, including the sec current Secretary of Defense, um, Ben Wallace, who has a military background. Um, and the timing on this, uh, we don't know exactly, but that's gonna be announced next week, could be sometime, um, you know, just in going into the fall uh, yeah. when, when this replacement happens. Now we need to understand this isn't gonna be like a general election where the people directly right. uh, replace Johnson. The replacement is gonna be chosen by, uh, it's gonna be the next leader of the Tory party, which is chosen by the Tory party members. Hmm. yeah interesting yeah yeah goodness so, yeah we'll have to see um you know which direction the conservative party goes because i mean i think that there was a lot of criticism about johnson himself i mean um with climate change commitments and ukraine commitments and you know scandals and everything but you know it, it will it, it may be more of the same but worse right. depending on who takes his place Right. 
because obviously like we haven't dug into any of these people so you know we just we don't know don't know until i'm sure some of our listeners have and we'll be happy to comment below though yeah yeah especially if you live in england um and you have some more just understanding of of how things are going there definitely give us some insight in the comments we'd appreciate that so yeah but uh right here at home in america we got our own problems (laughs) (laughs) yes we do yeah yeah and uh, i'm sure you have some things to say about this so we're looking here at Brian Deese. He is the top economic advisor for Biden. He is a former executive of BlackRock. We've talked many times about how the White House administration officials often are just a revolving door of BlackRock executives. And he's definitely one of those. And he was a former advisor to Obama. But um, last week, Brian Deese um, really just actually said it out loud when they were talking about um, the gas prices and, you know, the justification for why we have such high gas prices. So I'm just going to play this, you know, 30 second clip for you. Corey, I know you've been busy. Many of our viewers have probably heard this, but I don't think you have because. No, I haven't. (laughs) Yeah. So it's worth a listen. Uh, They say that this could be a long war measured in years, and I think everybody understands why this is happening, but is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. (laughs) Yeah, the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm at burning you all to the ground. Thank you very little. So your $5 gallon gas prices are really about preserving the future of their liberal world order. Thanks. Unbelievable. So while Americans are suffering with the high Mm -hmm. gas prices, what is the Biden regime actually doing? Well, they're siphoning off millions of gallons of our strategic oils or reserves to China and other countries. So Biden and uh, he ordered in uh, November to release 50 million barrels uh, from the strategic reserves, then another 30 million on March 1st and another 180 million on March 31st. And then promising another million per day through October. And this was all to promise that the added supply would lower gas prices. But they lied to us, of course. Gas prices have kept going up. And it turns out that that supply was going to other countries, namely China. (sighs) I just want a punching bag, right? (laughs) Right. I'm telling you what. So our strategic oil reserves at the lowest level that, that they've been since 1986. <sighs> and meanwhile, uh, China, who has been buying it up from us, they've also been buying up oil from Russia uh, because, you know, due to our sanctions that we imposed on Russian oil, uh, you know, China and India are not you know worried about those sanctions. They're still buying Russian oil. So now China may own the world's largest stockpile of oil at 950 million barrels, while we 
are um, dangerously low on our strategic oil supply due to the Biden regime. This is absolute insanity. Absolute insanity that that I, I'm I'm just like running stuff through my head right now and thinking like, what the hell is Congress doing on all this stuff? And what the hell is Congress doing on the whole carbon dioxide hoax? And uh, it's it's a total Nothing. shit show right now. Nothing. Um, they're they're the, more concerned about abortion and uh, taking gun rights away. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Mm, we need the numbers. We need the numbers and, because and they're more interested. Is, they're interested in siphoning off billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. So yeah. this is all part of the liberal world order, great reset plans to take down America from within. I mean, we're witnessing the continuation of what Catherine Austin Fitz describes as the financial coup. They're literally right. plundering mm -hmm. whatever remaining wealth this country has while simultaneously sinking the ship. And they plan to float off in their golden life preservers while the rest of us drown. It's sickening, it's infuriating, and it's treasonous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so the let me just let me just go into this whole EPA thing for a minute here. And like I said, I'll have this report out um, next week. But so I, so I just because there's some misinformation and there's some confusion. And I'm sure as days have gone on and more reports have come out, there's been some clarification made. But there's a lot more to all of this. Um, obviously, the biggest takeaway from this Supreme Court ruling on the EPA is that their complete overreach of authority, which we saw happen with OSHA and the CDC. So it's it's setting precedent saying, you know, all these 430 something three letter agencies that are running rogue right now need to be put in their place uh, because that's not how the constitution works and these laws and regulations need to be set through uh congress the, these agencies can't just make this shit up and decide we're going to do generation shifting and move everyone into solar and wind which would be the end of us uh and so therefore we're going to put tougher restrictions on emissions on everyone, which will ultimately shut them down because they'd never be able to meet these absurd levels they're going for. The whole thing over the carbon dioxide to begin with is the biggest hoax ever known to man. And the fact that uh, politicians and scientists and human beings have, have swallowed this story that carbon dioxide is dangerous to us is is insanity, completely insanity. So, so let's reduce and remove all carbon dioxide from the atmosphere so our plant life freaking dies. It, it, you know, it's insane. So yeah, so I just posted this yesterday, um, or maybe it was in the middle of the night this morning, I don't even know, uh, where Bill Gates is just, you know, so happy that and this is probably BS anyways, but let's just say hypothetically for argument's sake that it's legit and that they really are using this, this natural mineral into the oceans to remove a trillion tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Let's just say they can really do that. Then why do we need to regulate 
CO2. Because if you go to the next uh, screenshot that I had taken there, these are the this is the EPA's overview of the uh, greenhouse gas emissions from 2020, where they're saying 5,981 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent excludes land sector. So, okay, if you can remove trillions of our carbon dioxide from the air, which is not a toxin, which is not listed as toxic, they're calling it an air pollutant. And, and the whole backstory to this going back to 2007 is absolutely ludicrous. Cause once again, this never passed through Congress. This was never made a law. This was a whole dance between activists and environmentalists arguing and fighting the EPA and the Supreme Court saying, okay, we agree with this faux science crap. So yeah, let's start regulating it. But wait, we can't figure out how to regulate it. How do you regulate CO2? So the whole thing's a shit show and the Supreme Court really should have shut down um, the ability to attempt to regulate it in the first place, aside from the overreach that's happening here. Um, it's just, it's insane. The whole thing's insane. It's absolutely and, uh, insane, but they needed and, and, the EPA. They did need the EPA to be able to be their little enforcers, didn't they? That what? They needed the EPA to be their little enforcers of this right. hoax, climate hoax. Right. Just like OSHA, just like FDA, CDC, all of them, all of them, they try to run outside Congress constantly. Mm-hmm. And so whereas uh, Congress has turned down, you know, the Green New Deal and um, some other plans that have come about, uh, they allowed that infrastructure bill to go through. And let me tell you, there's a lot in there because you remember I did a breakdown of that. So I already knew when I saw this come going through the Supreme Court, I already knew I was going to have to go back to that bill and reference that to pull out some, some specifics to see how far they were taking certain things. So that's in my report too, that will be coming out. Um, so, so there's good and bad that came out of this. Um, and the, the moral to the story is Congress better step up their shit and they better start. I, I want to see tons of lawsuits flooding all these three letter agencies and putting them all in their place. Um, but this, this, hoax. I just, I am just blown away by how far this hoax has gone and how many human beings they have gotten to buy into this. Yeah. Yeah. It's stunning the level at which that they have been, our three letter agencies have been compromised. I mean, set aside all of the intelligence community, the entire intelligence community and military apparatus right mm-hmm. but I know. The whole, then- all of the the medical side how that's completely been usurped infiltrated bought and paid for mm-hmm. and in the same way you could say for example the kind of influence that blackrock who is pushing this whole esg initiative and making businesses convert to green or you're going to go under because we basically make and break every business in the world at this point what kind of influence does blackrock have over say the epa for example in the same way big pharma has over the CDC and that sort of a thing, right? Right, and it's all human impact. So in other words, let's remove humans. 
Right. I mean, that's the bottom, that's their bottom line. That's their argument is this is all right. human. We're, we're the carbon they want to get rid of. Exactly. <laughs> Net zero, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> Net zero. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of what happened with the uh, Georgia Guidestones? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I heard good. some people saying it was lightning, but after I, I, I saw the footage and I would not believe, I would not buy that that was lightning. That looked like that looked like uh, some form of an explosion to me but have they completely now leveled the rest of it yep yep so this week on july 6th somewhere around 4 a.m the georgia's guidestones were partially destroyed by what appeared to be to me an explosive and for those who don't know what the georgia guidestones are um, they're described as the American stonehenge um, speaker and i did a, a video a deep dive on this um, a couple of years back, actually, um, it, it was commissioned by this secret society who wrote their New World Order commandments, including depopulation, one world government, all that good stuff. And there's much, much more to the history and the symbolism of this evil, evil monument. Um, and if you want more information on that deep dive that speaker and I did over on HiveMind, we can leave a link in the description below. But um, following that explosion that toppled one of the tablets, um, the rest of it was um, leveled. Uh, so the remaining pillars are leveled, uh, uh, were leveled on the same day. The, the entire monument has been taken down. And um, whoever's responsible, I, I don't know um, who they are or what their motive is. I know that they are investigating currently. Um, so um, I did see footage uh, going around yesterday about uh, just the security footage. This is new footage that was actually released by the state of Georgia, their Bureau of uh, Investigations. And it appears to show uh, the vehicle that was around at that time, silver sort of sedan vehicle, uh, yeah. just prior to the uh, explosion. So <laughs> interesting to see what <laughs> what comes of that. Um, right. Of course, I'm not sad that the Guidestones are, are gone. Um, I understand in great depth what they represented. Um, you know, this is definitely something that... Um, people have been celebrating uh, people who are against the great reset, the new world order. They've been cheering this, uh, right. but I'm a little bit guarded. Actually. I'm a little bit skeptical about this um, and tell me what your thoughts are uh, because I'm wondering how this is going to play out. Um, you know, DHS has essentially already labeled Trump supporters as domestic terrorists instead of say Antifa, who's really known for toppling monuments that they disagree with right and right. Just depending on who did this um i just think that it could be just another excuse for the regime to continue to treat conservative americans as domestic terrorists what do you think yeah that's entirely plausible yeah entirely but plausible and it also could have been some really really pissed off citizens that said enough of this crap let's get rid of this thing yeah <laughs> you know mm -hmm. i mean it, it's hard to say. It's hard to speculate on that right now. I, yeah. And I just saw this video literally a few hours ago for the first time. 
Yeah. So um, I'm also curious to see what's going to come of the remainder of the monument, because the monument people think of as this structure here, but actually there's more to it. There are a couple of like footstones that are in, just a few feet away from the monument that have other engravings as well. And below one of those footstones is a time capsule that's been buried beneath it. So I'm very, I have actually always been very interested to understand what is in that time capsule. Huh, yeah. And so now that this thing has been leveled, I'm curious to know if that's going to be dug up or opened. Oh, and now if that is, you can be certain that whatever was in there will be replaced with whatever the narrative is they want to push. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that one's kind of a given. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. They'll probably even have... Um, Oh, what do you call it? Every time there's there's some sort of a terrorist event or something, they always have like they find oh someone's manifesto right. That's a man They'll right probably right. plant one of those in there with something crazy in it. God only knows. Yep, yep, no doubt, no doubt. So um, one last thing that I wanted to um, talk with you about, we were talking a little bit um, about it off the air. Um, it's that several county officials in Texas this yeah. week have ordered or declared an invasion at the border. So, so now what authority does that give them when they do that? And, yeah. and does, did it say, did they say how many counties there were? Um, let's see here. I think it's four, four counties. So they're, they're putting pressure on, um, governor Abbott who, yeah. Um, they say is just playing political games and hasn't stood with them to make this official declaration of an invasion. Four Texas border, border county judges have signed the declaration of invasion, and they want Abbott to do the same thing. So the yeah, this should have um, been these done are, long ago. Yeah, judges, mayors, attorneys, and sheriffs in Uvalde, Kenny, and Goliad counties. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, so this means basically enacting war powers um, from Article One, uh, Section Ten of the of the U.S. Constitution, uh, which states that or says that the states cannot engage in a war without consent from Congress unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit or delay so some are saying that this is an inaccurate way of interpreting the word invasion and it's all of this semantics game on what right. invasion actually means from a legal standpoint um, whether it has to be um, another country's military invading or the invasion that we are currently witnessing at the border um, but proponents of this invasion are, say, of the, are, are totally disagree, um, including Chip Roy, who was there um, when these um, county officials um, announced it. And if you'd like, I can play this. this it's like a three and a half minute clip of Chip Roy talking about, damn right, it's an invasion. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. And you know what? People are dying. So call it whatever you want. It's, you know they're they're 
invading without legal right to do so. And people are getting harmed in the process. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he talks about um, the fentanyl crisis and the human trafficking. I mean, in Texas, I right. believe, is the, the state where they uncovered the bodies of what it was in about 50 people who had been human trafficked by the cartels and uh, and died in the process. Right. So, I mean, it's... When you're bringing drugs in and but, you're trafficking yeah. children and you're killing our people, that that's war. Yep, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. So do you want to hear this clip from Chip yeah. Roy? And then we'll yeah. wrap things up. Hold on one sec. Thank you all for being here. I'm Chip Roy, and I represent the 21st Congressional District of Texas. Uh, it's just a few miles north of here, the western southwest edge of the boundary of the district that I represent in Rial County. I want to thank all of these sheriffs, all these judges, and all these local politicians I really want to thank you for hosting this. I want to thank you for your courage because what they're doing right here is doing what the Attorney General of Arizona did and what the Attorney General of Texas needs to do, which is recognize an invasion, an invasion of the state of Texas that is undermining our security, risking the health and well-being of Texans, allowing fentanyl to pour into our schools and communities for Texans to die, allow our ranches to get run over, empowering cartels who are well-armed along the border with their tentacles reaching into Texas, you damn right that's an invasion. What else do you call it? You want to sit back and hand ring and sit around and wrap yourselves around the axle about a definition of invasion when the people of Texas are experiencing an invasion. And the whole point here, why we're here, is that these individuals have the courage to stand up and say it. Formally. To formally declare what is true. That we are being invaded. The language of the statement that they put out. That is a matter of law, the aforementioned facts which they outlined, outlined constitute, among other things, an invasion of Kinney County, Texas, as the term invasion is used in Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas Constitution. That is what is happening. I was at Eagle Pass just this morning, meeting with Border Patrol. I was on the Rio Grande. I was up when about roughly 450 individuals, mostly when I was talking to them from Cuba, Venezuela, Colombia, all coming up, walking up to Border Patrol and getting what? Put in buses and then being sent to a processing facility to be released into the United States. That is what is happening. People say, oh, well, that's all fine. That's all just a humanitarian thing. But what's really happening is that all of those Border Patrol agents are processing people, undermining our law, releasing them to the United States unlawfully, illegally, which is why my, my orcas should be impeached, and then distracting Border Patrol from being able to do their job of patrolling the river, allowing fentanyl and terrorist actors and dangerous actors to come up and pour into the United States. 107,000 dead Americans from opioid overdoses and poisonings. Fentanyl, an NFL star, fentanyl poisoning. A college star, fentanyl poisoning. West Point cadets, fentanyl poisoning. What do you need to see to see the invasion that's happening to Texas? And you heard these great Americans, these great Texans, applauding the governor for stepping into the breach when President Biden and Secretary Mayorkas are leaving Border Patrol, dangling, fighting against a well-armed cartel. The, the governor is giving resources and providing help through DPS, razor wire, containers along the river. You've seen it. I was just down there looking at it today. But guess what? It doesn't work in the end if the federal government refuses to enforce the laws of the United States, and that is precisely what is happening. 
not enough razor wire, not enough container stores, and not enough DPS troopers in the world to stop a federal government refusing to do its fundamental job to defend a sovereign nation. We should declare an invasion. We should, as Texas, turn people away and do what is necessary to secure our communities. Because as the judge said, we support our communities and protect our communities first, protect Texas, and then the federal government should be doing its job under the Constitution to reinforce that. Amen. Very well said. That's exactly what needs to happen. So now are they, uh, so, so is this 100% now, Edge, or are, is there still some battle over the semantics of invasion? Oh, that, there's definitely still a battle over the semantics of invasion, and Abbott has not signaled whether or not he is going to be on board with an actual declaration of invasion. Of course. Yeah, so, I mean, Abbott has done some things for the border, sending National Guard and, and uh, support to the border, um, but he's he really does not seem that he is on board with an actual declaration of invasion. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what Abbott does if he does um, switch gears and, and actually make that declaration, because I do think that um, it will give them more powers to um, do more things um, at the border um, and sending as far as sending people back and that kind of thing. Right. Now, what was that facility? I remember, and I don't know if it was valid or not. I remember seeing an article fly by like a week or so ago about a facility that the Biden administration put all this money into that they were using. It was like they, uh, a really nice uh, spread, really nice facility on several acres that they were using to bring immigrants into. Do you know what I'm referring to? No, I haven't heard about that, but I will tell you, I mean, I don't think they're holding them in one particular place for very long. It seems like they're scattering them all over the country and we know why we know what their plan is. They really want to um they're really hoping to boost the democratic votes in some of these cities these key states and cities that they need to win and uh i I don't think that they have any chance of doing that even with the uh just obscene amount of fraud that i expect in november i think it's going to be a ginormous a tsunami red tsunami uh but i think that's what they're attempting didn't uh, New York just rule that uh, you have to be a citizen to vote? Gosh, you're, ca- you're catching me off guard. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, up just, on that I'm pretty sure that just happened sometime in the last couple of weeks, too. Uh, there was a court case on that it, that had to do with voting rights and um, that illegal immigrants could not vote don't hold me to that but i'm pretty sure someone say something in the comments i'm pretty sure i saw that fly by when i'm researching i'm like occasionally going into social media and i'll I'll drop something and then i'll see something but i don't have time to dig into it because then i'm going back to my research but i just i remember seeing something on that well gosh there's just about a million problems that we have to be hyper aware of (laughs) i know at all times, it's really hard to keep track of them all. But yeah, um, I'm sure somebody knows some details on that. They can leave a um, a comment in the descri- or in the in the comment section for us, and give us some more details if they know about that. But uh, yeah, definitely, it's something that I think that we need to look out for as we head into November. That is, I know one of their key elements of their their plans to. Um, 
you know, to do what they do, what they always do in elections, right? Right. right. I know uh, Scott Pressler has been keeping tallies on uh, voter registration and showing how there's been an increase in uh Democrats switching to Republican, but the question is, are they doing this to mess with things? Are they literally switching? And, you know, I got to believe that there are actually, given what's happened in the last couple of years, there's got to be some, but, uh, you know, then we go back to how, how they're going to attempt to rig all this. So, yeah. 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 Got to watch out for all of that. And um, yeah, I agree. I think that with Biden's, uh, poll numbers, even with Democrats, um, just general poll numbers, I mean, being so incredibly low, I think the last time I checked it was like low 30% or maybe even high 20s at this point. Um, it, it's definitely a referendum. And I think that people are having a major buyer's remorse with their decision. Um, yeah. If they actually made that decision, uh, right. back in 2020. So there are, I would think, a, a good number, a good portion of people re- legitimately switching parties. Right. Um, but at the same time, we don't, we know that the infiltration um, is real because uh, Project Veritas exposed just, just the other week uh, about a, um, you know, a, an official uh, talking about that, just like a, a, a phone call uh, conspiring to do exactly that. Um, infiltrate the Republican, um, you know, uh, primaries and, and usurp that. So, um, yeah, I think it's both are correct and we gotta be mindful of both, but it's going to be wild. I do think it's important, especially on a local level, you have to vote on a local level and on a federal level. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, there, there's going to be, we already know it's been going on for decades. There's going to be rigging happening, but I think it's still important, um, it's still important. You, you got to go vote. hundred percent, especially at the local level, because like Catherine oh, yeah. Austin Fitz had said last week, you know, it's really those local officials that are going to be helping you protect your sovereignty, your sheriff, mm-hmm. you know, your city council members, your school board members, which are going to be the ones that are in charge of protecting your children from all of this indoctrination. I mean, it's really at those local levels that um, we're going to make huge changes uh yeah. as well so definitely i think it's important to get out the vote hugely hugely important right all, all right. right well i'm gonna get back to my report <laughs> yeah looking forward to reading all about that it's important so uh definitely check out Corey's report when it comes out and please be sure to share this podcast we are on bitshoot foxhole gab tv iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. 